Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, you're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. This is Bob Shoy, and with me as always is my co-host... Hello, it's Emma. Uh, and today we're talking about... <laughs> we're talking about season 8. Uh, we got here. Yeah, I can't believe it's season 8 already. And it's an interesting one. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And it's weird because I started watching season 9 now. Yeah, I started, I started season 9 as well. Um... And I feel like this season is sort of where it, it 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 almost hits the peak and almost declines at the same time. It's so weird. Yeah, it's it's not it's not as strong as season seven for sure. No, definitely not. But at the same time, there are some absolute killer episodes as well. So it's a bit of a weird one. It's a turning point. I feel. Yeah, hundred percent. There's like absolute amazing like like season six and seven i look at the list and i'm like i actually like nearly all of these episodes they're all good but it just it's not as top of the pops as six and seven for me yeah i agree um there are you know there are a couple of episodes that i would definitely say that i don't like Mm. um but i feel like a couple of the sort of lower down episodes for me are Okay, like I don't mind watching them, but at the same time, they they're a bit problematic as well. So I think, um, right, as I said, like whereas with season with season seven, I was like bam, bam, bam. Even like the ones a lot lower down, I still really, really enjoyed and had less problems. I think like story wise, um, than the the ones mm-hmm. lower down in season eight, definitely. Interesting. So when you say problematic do you mean problematic politically or problematic you just find problems with I mean <laughs> I mean I think the point I was making I definitely mean sort of like storyline wise um right in terms of um even sort of the the flow of the episodes from the first act mm. to the third act like the the sort of the jumps in the storylines and things like that. It's, sometimes I feel like that it's almost rushed or it doesn't match up 
like act one and act three almost are two separate episodes which is i know is a problem later in later seasons it's something i really have an issue with when we get into like season 10 and 11 and you you're right you do start getting a, a little whiff of it here yeah um but i'm gonna be honest it's it's um it's a Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein season, so I've still got so much good things to say about it. And oh, yeah. In my opinion, it's got some of the best episodes as well. And it takes some big swings as well. Like like season seven, we say, oh, it took some like almost like quote-unquote risks. Yeah. But it does the same in this season. There's some like real sort of out there episodes um, as well as some more straight down the line. It's interesting how you said there's a couple that you don't like. I actually looked at my list and there are like three that I don't really like in this season. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, I would probably say, yeah, about three or four, I'm about the same. Mm. And it'd be interesting mm. to see if our lists are really similar because I feel like there's a couple of episodes that I feel like we will definitely agree on. And then there are a couple yeah. that I definitely think that we will probably differ in. So that'll be really interesting. I feel like either of us could say something which would surprise the other. Yeah. Or, we, or like you say, it might just be the same list. Uh, we already know what our number one is, if <laughs> astute listeners already know as well. But we'll, we get to share a number one this time, yeah. the one and only time we get to do it. Well, so we'll come to that at the end. Well, you say that, but I actually have changed my order and what you think my number one is is actually my number two now. Wow, that's amazing. I was wondering if that would happen at all yeah. throughout us recording this show. Yeah. When you revisit, you change. Because one of them's actually moved around for me from this series, series, which I thought would have been like number two. Yeah. And actually, it's kind of just missed the top four. So. And you know what I've noticed as well? Um, so for listeners, just sort of like a little um, brief overview. I actually listed my four and one more for every single season uh well one to ten uh before bob and i started recording the pod um and just for funsies just for funsies because i'm just as ocd about lists as he is and (laughs) i think i I can't remember if it happened previously but i know it definitely happened this time i've actually switched my list up to the beginning um Mm. so it's changed a lot what my four and one more has changed a lot um in this season and i honestly genuinely think that my four and one more favorite episodes of all time i feel like has changed slightly since i've done this podcast as well i think that might be an interesting thing to do right at the yeah. end yeah i was going to suggest to that say, to you actually are they still yeah four like and a one retrospective because there's really some episodes i'm looking at with fresh eyes like there's an episode really high in this season, which I've always liked, but I wouldn't say it was one of my favourites. And when I watched it this time, I was like, this is this is a masterpiece. This is brilliant. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll come to that, I guess. So yeah. uh, it's your turn to start. Yeah. What's your number four? I think this one will surprise you, actually. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. think it'll be in your list, um, but I absolutely love okay. this episode. So my number four is Millhouse Divided. Mm, it's not on my list. So it's, but I do like it. Yeah, it's funny because... I always thought that this episode was called Millhouse Divided, but I was doing some research and it's actually a Millhouse Divided, yes. which is weird. Like, yeah. I've always just sort of referred to it as Millhouse Divided, but yeah, so that was a bit strange for me. But I really, really, really like this episode and I don't know if it's because of we we kind of get more of a depth of two characters, so Kirk and Luann, who... 
have hardly been yeah. mentioned previously in any of the other seasons. So I, I feel like I really like it because you get more of an in-depth into their character and their relationships and who they are as characters. Because as I said, like they're hardly touched upon at all. Mm. It's like the writers suddenly discovered them as characters and then from this point they do pop up yeah, with the so rest of the side characters. When I was doing my research... um the the writer so Oakley and Weinstein was were saying like oh we want to do like a divorce episode because um, mm. they thought it'd be really interesting to um, to go into and um, they were sort of going through oh obviously Homer and Marge can't divorce so who can we use and apart from Homer and Marge the the other character couples that they had were um, the Lovejoys, the Flanders mm-hmm. and Kirk and Luann and I was a bit like. I was a bit like, oh, I didn't even know they were mentioned, but apparently, like, little pieces were sort of scattered amongst the other seasons. So, like, in Psycho Bob's Last Gleaming, when um, Millhouse is in the, like, the bomber aeroplane, he's like, pow, 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 mum and dad, like, and that sort of, like, hinted (laughs) that they've obviously got marriage problems. And I think that that went hand in hand and as to why they decided to use those characters, which kind of made a bit of sense. But, Apart from this episode, like I've—I don't know about you, but I never thought twice about Kirk and Luann. Apart from this episode, um, uh, the only other times I think of them as characters before this is where uh, Marge be not proud, where Bart wants to hang around with Milhouse's oh, yeah, mum yeah. while she does mum stuff. Yeah, and she really likes it, and he gets a hint that she's kind of like got a boring married life <laughs> uh, because she's happy to have this kid around. It's like someone to keep her company. Yeah. Um. And then there's one... Oh, and uh, Bart sells his soul as well when he, he has to go around and they're all, like, sleeping at the grandparents' house. Yeah. It's so weird because um, they almost look like brother and sister and with Bart sells his soul, mm. you can't tell if it's her mum or his mum. <laughs> it's like, yeah. whose mum... Who's... I actually forgot then <laughs> whose it was. I still can't remember. No, I don't know. But um, <laughs> another thing that I love about this episode is actually one of the most memed episodes in the whole series because you've got the whole dignity thing like the drawing of dignity oh, yeah. you've got um breaking the chair over homer's back like that was me yeah i forgot so that much. was from this episode <laughs> that's not even like that's not even it half of it yet so when that when that bit came up in this episode i was like it really took me by surprise like oh yeah that's where this is from <laughs> so it's um the racing car bed is also from yes. this uh singles life is great homer I can do whatever I want. Today I drank a beer in the bathroom. You went down the hall. Yeah. And another great thing, you get your own bed. I sleep in a racing car. Do you? I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Oh, yeah. And also, can I borrow a feeling, which is also memed quite a lot as well. So I just, I was going through and I was like, oh, that's a meme. That's a meme. Oh, my demo tape. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> Can I borrow a feeling? Ah, that's your picture on the front. <laughs> Go ahead, Homer, laugh at me. I already did. There's another one which I've seen uh, quite a bit recently, which is also from this episode, which is the, um, I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> I'm seeing that around quite a bit at the moment. So, yeah, there's another one. <laughs> You're letting me go? Kirk. Crackers are a family food. Happy families. Maybe single people eat crackers. We don't know. Frankly, 
We don't want to know. It's a market we can do without. So that's it after 20 years. So long, good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. So yeah, like, I wasn't... I wouldn't... I just... I don't think this is going to be on many people's lists. I think this is quite a wild card pick. Um... But then when I was going through, I knew that it was probably not going to be on a lot of people's lists. And I, prob- I knew it probably wouldn't be on your list either. But then I was going through and I was like, I can't <clears> believe how many memes yeah, it's got great lines are in this. this. It's crazy. But um, so, yeah. That- I know Beef Beef's a real big fan of this. I think this was just shy of his all time. Yeah. So, yeah, that was obviously like another big factor for me because I feel like a lot of the memes that come about I'm a bit like it makes me like the episode more because when that part of that episode comes up I just laugh for like 10 minutes at all the different memes of it Mm. so that was obviously another reason why I picked this it was almost going to be my one more you know I can I toyed of it being my one more because it's an episode for me which is always very divided Mm. uh, because it's I love the first two acts they're great. Uh, the Simpsons want to have a dinner party. Marge wants to have more dinner parties, and that's like a good hook for an episode. They're going to have people over. And then you've got the whole divorce in the second act, but the third act, it just becomes the Homer show, and it's, it's sort of from nowhere. It's a bit weird. Yeah, well, this is that's exactly what I was just about to go on to next. That is what mm. annoys me about this episode, and this is kind of touching upon what I was saying at the beginning, where it's almost like the third act doesn't link in that well with the first two acts no. um and it's not as strong no not at all and it really really annoys me actually because i don't actually think i mean i get that they're trying to incorporate the simpsons into it more because obviously it is the simpsons as a program so it's got to incorporate them a little bit more but i feel mm. like they could have gone with different storylines like maybe like Bart getting jealous of Millhouse because he's getting like all these things from his mum where she's trying to compensate and things like that. Um, so that I, I feel like there's other ways that you probably could have incorporated the family without it just being like, oh, Homer and Marge actually do end up getting a divorce, which I just think is so stupid. And I don't really, mm, mm. I don't really like that third act because of that, and it just frustrates me a little bit. But even with that aside. This is still one of my favourite episodes of season eight. So, yeah, that's obviously... I think just because those first two acts are so strong, it, like, counteracts the sort of weaker third act. Yeah, I mean, I think I've got a bit of a soft spot for Simpsons episodes that aren't 100% about The Simpsons, I've realised. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, this really feels like the first time they took characters that were such side characters and gave them a spotlight yeah they've done it with like burns and you know ned Selma, and people like that yeah. before but this is like they're hardly in it and now they're suddenly got their own episode and it really felt to me like it's almost like a pilot series for a pilot episode for the series springfield which they talk, thought about doing yeah and i always think of this episode as like oh this is what that show would have been like yeah taking side characters and giving them episodes and stuff yeah um, and i always think of this kind of in my head as the pilot for springfield yeah no i 100 percent agree with you there um it's weird because this i feel like sort of season seven and season eight obviously oakley and weinstein era are when side characters get their spotlight so obviously in previous season we had um a fish called selma where we mm. troy oh, McClure yeah, course, and yeah. things like that but i feel like it's very um very traditional Oakley and Weinstein era and like it's it's one of the things that sort of makes them stand out because I as I said I do enjoy 
those episodes where it's not all about the Simpson, the five Simpsons characters, where it is about other mm. sort of side characters. Another thing in this era as well, they talk about the Oakley and Weinstein era. They um they like changing up the status quo. Yeah. Forever, that things don't just go back to normal, and this is like one of the first instances of that, where it seems like they might get back together at the end when he's like, "Will you marry me again?" And she's just like, "Ooh, no." <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of them being like, "No, we're changing the show. Like this is now Milhouse's parents are divorced." Yeah, and it it's it made, there's a few episodes around this time which make changes that stick. Yeah, which I think is quite cool for a long running show when it does stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, hi, and hit it! Can I borrow a feeling? Could you lend me a jar of love? Hurting hearts need some healing. Take my hand with your glove of love. How about it, Luann? Will you marry me? Again? Oh, no. Oh. Well, uh, can I have my shirts back at least? Okay, you heard the lady. Why don't you take it outside, all right? So, yeah, that's my number four. Great pick. Love it. Okay, my number four. Um, it's another episode that really focuses on a side character. And um, I think from our side characters episode, you know, I'm a big Ned head. Ned head. So Hurricane Neddy is my number four. Uh, I love this episode. This is quite high up on mine as well. Mm-hmm. Let me just check how high up. Oh, to be fair, it's like more actually more middle of the road. But to be fair, this is one of the episodes that I do like. It's not one that I completely dislike. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good episode. Um, I like Ned. I think Ned's one of the most fleshed out characters aside from The Simpsons, which is why he was so high on my side characters list. And I I generally like enjoy his spotlight episodes a lot because there is so much more depth to the character. Um, and you really get they really dig into his character in this one more than they have in the past. Yes, it's the first time he's had a real like crisis of faith. Uh, you also get like his backstory with his parents. You get the origin of his uh, diddly doodlies. <laughs> um, and you get him really losing his temper. Like his big outburst when he has a go at everyone is such a great scene. It's one of my favorite Simpsons scenes, I think, because he just like tells everyone off. And some, <laughs> some of it's funny and some of it's just really like biting. Yeah, like the diddly ding dong crap. Like when he actually <laughs> sp- like finally splits, it's great. It's all gone. Everything gone deadly on. I love the bit when um, 
they like rebuild his house and they're going through yeah. and he's um it's the bit I think it's actually memed quite a lot as well, where he's sort of like all static and his hair's all oh, like yeah. static and his <laughs> moustache is all static. I think I've seen that memed quite a bit as well. That that always makes me laugh just because of like his moustache and his I hair. I think of Barney's face through that little door. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on in, it's your master bedroom. <laughs> Floor feels a little gritty here. Yeah, we ran out of floorboards there, so we painted the dirt. Pretty clever. Oh, something is definitely wrong with this hallway. Come on in! It's your master bedroom! Ow, my nose! Well, I've seen about enough. But it's really cool because that you think that's going to be the resolution of the episode, but it comes only like halfway through. So you're like, oh, where's this going now? But it just instantly falls apart and leads to, like we say, them taking risks, like the show going in a direction you weren't expecting it to go. Like yeah. things don't just go back to normal. Ned, actually, I feel like from this point onward, is changed a little bit and he isn't always like perfect neighborly person. Sometimes he does do wild things, like they go to Vegas very soon. Yeah. He tells Homer off a lot more after this as well. Yeah, he's not just like accepting of Homer's shit from this point on as much. He still bites his tongue a lot, but it's not just blanket yes man anymore. Um, and the, uh, and also you've got the hurricane intro, which I, is really good fun. Yeah. And they're all stuck there um, with the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Marge losing her temper at the Rubik's Cube and stuff, which makes me laugh. Ooh, a Rubik's Cube. Let's all work it together. Okay, start with diagonal colors. Use your main finger on the yellow side and your other finger on the orange side and turn it. My main finger? Orange, no, no, orange. You gotta you gotta start orange. Spin the middle side topwise. Topwise. Now I remember why I put this down here in the first place. Uh, the hurricane chow, cream deals, wadded beef. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff that's left. Where Mrs. Glick like picks up Lisa thinking she's a pineapple and she puts her oh, in, yeah. in the in the um in the trolley and then Ralph's there. I'm a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pineapple and plenty ripe too. But I'm not fruit. I'm a kid. That's what the pumpkin said. Hi, Lisa. We're going to be in a pie. Yeah, I, I mean it's really good. You've you've got good solid three acts with this as well. Yeah. You lead one into the other to the other. You got the hurricane, then Ned's like life out falling apart, and then him rebuilding himself back up. It's got like a really good three act structure. It doesn't doesn't fall apart. I only just realised this time as well how uh, dirty one of the jokes is. So when you, um, this might be really obvious to other people, but I only just clicked on me this time. So when you get the flashback of Ned and he's like a problem child and he's like marching around, pushing all the kids around and he says, um, I'm Dick Tracy, your prune face. Now I'm uh, prune, tra- now, now I'm prune, tr- prune Tracy and you're, um, <laughs> whatever. Basically it's kind of saying like he's, he cuts him off as he's about to call the other kid Dick face. <laughs> Because he's just putting the words in different orders yeah. and he does every order until the next one is obviously dick face. And I've never I noticed that, that Yeah, I've time. never noticed that before. We're probably probably the only two people that like have never noticed <laughs> that, but I've not yeah. I know, it feels like a really obvious joke and it's just something I never noticed at this time and I was like, oh. Stop it at once. Stop it. 
this is what I love about the Oakley and Weinstein era. There's so many clever jokes that you don't always necessarily pick up on. Yeah. And that is obviously like a really good example of that. So many. I love that you see the babysitter bandit as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Miss, for one brief second. Miss Bots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I still love her character. I know, like, season one seems like a lifetime ago, but I still love her character. <laughs> that was your, like, ultra controversial pick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, the, basically, I just love that when Ned losing it so much, it ah, boosts doodly, this episode. Doodly, doodly. <laughs> yeah, it's really good voice acting yeah, really on that good. scene as well. Really good. It's yeah. really good. I just, I just love Ned as a character. I'm just yeah, yeah, fangirling over Ned. When Le- when Lenny gets there and he has a go, he's like, "What's going on? I just got here." <laughs> <laughs> and as for you, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're a jerk. Hey, I've only been here a few minutes. What's going on? I love that. I always think of that guy as well, like his the guy who gave him like the spanking treatment when it's like, where are my shoes? In the den? May God have mercy on us all. <laughs> it's Dr. Foster here. Ned Flanders, you're sure? No, 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 I'll, I'll come right over. And may God have mercy on us all. Darling, there's an emergency at the hospital. Uh, where are my shoes? Oh, I think they're in the den. In the den? May God have mercy on us all. I, like, as a kid, didn't really get the whole, like, beatnik thing with with Ned's parents. I think this Mm -hmm. is the first time, like, correct me if I'm wrong, like, the first time that you actually see his parents as who they are. I feel like they might have had, like, one... I think they were, like, one short joke in an earlier episode and then they were, like, had to run with it in this. yeah. There's, I can't remember what it is though. I swear there's... Isn't there the one where he spills ink all over his poetry? Oh yeah, oopsie doodle. <laughs> yeah, that's in a previous episode. So oh, they've okay. really set that up, that tiny flashback. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, we know his parents are beatniks. What can we do with that? They weren't strict enough with him. He was a problem child, you know, and it you, the story goes from there. Yeah, it's really cleverly done, actually. Yeah. I love the way they do that. They pull in tiny little things mentioned like earlier threads, in earlier seasons yeah. and flesh them out. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they probably could have um, gone that one step further and sort of introduced like, how he got into religion because obviously it's not through mm. his parents because obviously there was beatniks and they don't seem you like... You say that, but I feel like that might be something that's in a later episode. Yeah, probably. It feels like too much of an obvious like hook for an episode for him to not do it. And they normally do at least like one Ned episode per season. It's yeah. not crusty. He normally gets an episode. Yeah. And Burns. I feel like we're yeah. getting into they're, like... They're the characters that always sort of get, a, get an episode. There's always an itchy and scratchy episode as well. Yeah. I feel like we're getting into sort of like prime Burns territory here. There's a there's a quite a few Burns, Burns bits that's in these seasons. That's what I mean. Seasons, yeah. I feel like... The start of it is obviously like who shot Mr. Burns, but then I feel like it mm. just here that it, it's like there's a lot of Burns episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there we go. That's my number four, uh, Hurricane Neddy. I didn't think it would be on yours. I feel like you, Millhouse Divided and Hurricane Neddy for you and me were like, yeah, sort of replaced each other because Millhouse Divided is like in the middle. So we sort of favoured one side character episode over the other. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I feel like the next three picks are going to be all the same. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that'll be inter- I'll be interested because I thought there were ones that were going to be obvious. Yeah. And they're not on my list. So. Oh, we'll really? See. Okay. Hmm. Um, okay. So my number three is Bar After Dark. 
Mm. I know we've spoken about this a lot, like in in the songs once, obviously, like who put the spring in Springfield. Um, yes. So yeah, like we spoke about this quite a lot. Is I, it- I thought this one would have been on my list. I thought if you'd asked me before we watched him, I would have said it's probably going to be number two. Yeah. It just slipped. It's now number five. It just slipped out. Oh, wow. Okay. So there, this isn't on my list, but I, I do love this episode. Like it was such a toss up between this and Hurricane Nettie for me. Yeah. So you're telling me that your one more isn't like an obvious five. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. That's me letting that slip as well. Oh, yeah. My, okay. my plus one isn't going to be a, just my fifth favorite. This is, uh, no, my fifth favorite is Bart After Dark. Yeah. yeah. Cool, I like that. Okay, so um, as I said, like I know we've spoken about this episode a lot, so I haven't really got a great deal to say more than what we already said in the previous episode. But obviously, um, just kind of going over the main points, like I absolutely mm. hate Marge in this episode. I mean, yeah, it's not the right Marge. Where's no, my horny Marge gone? That's exactly what I wrote in my notes. I wrote, I hate Marge <laughs> in this episode. Horny Marge wouldn't care. <laughs> no, like no. I feel Holly like Marge would suggest that her and Homer go and see a show to spice things up a bit. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I feel like Marge probably would be a little bit annoyed with her son working, like a ten-year-old son working in a burlesque house. Yeah. Like I get that, like annoyance. But in terms of a burlesque house in Springfield, and like yeah, getting like a mob and going to the town hall and having a meeting about it, like I just feel like Holly Marge. And the Marge that I really like as a character, I just wouldn't care. She'd be like... No, she wouldn't call it a house of ill morals. No, I feel like she would be like, but I don't appreciate you working here. Like, I feel like you paid your debt off now. Um, We're quits. Like, you're not going back there again. But then I feel like, as you say, she would then suggest to Homer, oh, we should go and see a show there one Saturday night. Give the kids to, mm, yeah, give exactly. the kids to Grandpa and we'll go and see a show. Like... No, Grandpa's already there himself. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, one of the things that I love about this episode. Like, I wrote in my notes, like, I love the fact that there's so many sleazy characters in The Simpsons that they could pick just a big handful of them to yeah. display in their, like, um, in their little PowerPoint presentation of all the, like, faces going in and out of that burlesque house. Like, I love that. Oh, it's so good. Especially, Clancy. like... <laughs> Especially like Skinner going Patty. in. <laughs> oh, 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 Barney! It's like <laughs> that's so good. It's like no one cared that like Barney was going in there. So Mo was like, "Oh, I guess it's gonna have to be me then." Julius, Clancy, Skinner, Seymour, Mother, Patty, Cletus. Oh, uh, Barney. Clancy! Hey, come on, you did me twice. Smithies? My, my parents insisted I give it a try, sir. Mayor Quimby! Oh, well, uh, that could be any mayor. Interesting how they had Patty going in there uh, yeah. after what we find out about her sexuality later on. They've been seeding that in. I feel like that was probably like the first hint as well and then like yeah um, the only other thing she says earlier on she says in one of the earlier seasons i'll point out when she said it but she said um there goes the last shred of my heterosexuality yeah when, when she sees like homer or something yeah and like i love yeah. the bit as well with um because this is like prime like hinting that 
that Smithers is gay as well. And oh, um, yeah. I mention it. Yeah, I mention it in a different episode later on. But um, when sort of um, you see Smithers coming out and he looks miserable, and Burns is like Smithers, and he's like, "My mum said that I should try it. Like, I'm not in there because I want to." <laughs> and like, I love the that all the sort of like hinting that Smithers is gay jokes. Like, I, to be fair, I feel like they do get a bit old. But at the same time, like when they're quite fresh and quite early, like these earlier seasons, um, yeah, with the joke, like I do quite like them. I do think it's quite funny. Yeah, there's 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 a limit. Like I love that. For me, what I find funny about the Smithers jokes is that he's so obviously gay, and Burns doesn't get it. Well, and that's the joke for me. Well, I'm actually going to mention it in one of my other picks that I've got coming up even okay. more. So I'll go into it a little bit more there. But there's another quote that I actually prefer, and it's like my favourite Smithers jokes. Um, okay. But I'll go into it a bit later. But um, so yeah, like that's obviously one of the things that I sort of mentioned about. But after dark, something in this episode um, that is like it's been done before, but. I'm going to say, like, I, ne- I never get bored of it because I don't. But I feel like they- there's only so many times you can do it where Marge isn't at home and the house is just an absolute tip. <laughs> and I feel like, like this is, like, the fourth time they've done it when Homer's in charge. It's an absolute tip. It's like garbage angels. Garbage angels, yeah, exactly. And I, I like the bit as well when it's, like, when, when they first leave and um, Bart and Homer sort of say, like... Um, oh, should we, should we meet for dinner? And they're like, okay, when should we meet? And it's like, uh, okay. 10 o'clock? And he's like... Should we say 10? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, all those sorts of little jokes that are, I think are, are quite cute. <laughs> Where is Bart? His dinner's getting all cold and eaten. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where your child is? I told you last night. No. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? I told you last night, no! Where is Bart anyway? His dinner's getting all cold and eaten. What really annoys me about this episode, though, is like, when, obviously, they go to the town hall and they sort of call everyone out, Mm -hmm. um, the people that they call out, so like Wiggum and Skinner and people Mm. like that, are like, in the mob. And I just think to myself, like, if you like the house as much as it looks like you like this house you would kind of like dip out quietly you wouldn't then just be like in the middle of the mob it really frustrates me quit bad mouth in the house (laughs) (laughs) is there a building code violation a drainage issue a surveying error the house is perfectly fine why then quit bad mouth in the house yeah leave the house alone I also love, like, I can't remember if I mentioned it when we did the songs, but in the song when um, you see Reverend Lovejoy's dad, and it's like just like yeah, a yeah. like a completely old version of Reverend Lovejoy's I mean, dad. We spoke about it on that song episode, yeah, I but thought that we is did. both of our favourite song. Like, it's such a great musical number. It's so I good, it. yeah. yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's my number three. Great choice. Uh, I do love this episode. Oh, well, the other thing I love about this episode, you know, we talk about the different people coming in and out, like, um, like when Grandpa comes oh, in yeah. and whistles. Is, Is your, your name, name Bart? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they characterise Skinner. Yeah. It's so perfect, where he's it's like the so pathetic, perfect. desperate guy who thinks he's got a natural relationship with one of the girls. And you know they're just like, oh, that guy's back again. It's like, did she get my flowers? She did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope I didn't miss the floor show. Nope. Is Roxanne back? Yep. Did she uh, get my flowers? She did. I... 
Hello, Bart. Hello, Principal Skinner. This is the National Air and Space Museum, isn't it? If to her, it's just like, oh, that guy's back again. You know, it's, it's perfect. It's like that very particular type of guy. Yeah, especially because as well, like, it's sort of hinted that he's a virgin as well with the whole Edna yeah, Skinner yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, everyone, I feel like everyone knows someone in their life who is like Skinner in this episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely come across those guys before. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, talking about Skinner being a virgin, my number three is Grade School Confidential. Yeah, there you go. I knew it. This is... Love this episode. Yeah, so this doesn't make my list, but this is really, really high up in my list just because it's like pure Skinner, pure Edna. It's one of my favourites. I forgot how good this was. (laughs) It's such Um, a good episode. This is the one I said at the beginning, like, I didn't think it would be that high on my list. I thought it would be in the middle somewhere. And when I watched it, I was just like, it's just such a perfect you know we talk about episodes that are very perfect like it's like a clockwork machine it's so perfect and the thing with this episode is as well like this is another sort of like wild card that i feel like won't be in a lot of people's lists but Mm. it's such a good episode like i love it so much it's brilliant um it's got a couple of we've talked about it's got good uh nelson and martin like here you go nelson he's like (laughs) 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 there you go nelson so it's a great start already yeah um and I always think of the line, uh, good gravy. Oh, thank you. It's just brown and water. <laughs> you are never going to guess what I saw at Martin's party after you guys left. You know that playhouse? Well, I... Good gravy. Oh, thank you. It's just brown and water. <laughs> uh, and it's like, what little boy has tea service? <laughs> like when he's got the little <laughs> teacups in the in the Wendy house. Oh, lucky boy. <laughs> Um, obviously, like the bit when they're in the cupboard and you see all the kids run home, like the baby looked at you. <laughs> that one, and also I found it interesting. So we talked a while ago about um, how good it would be, you know, to solve the the Apu problem. Yeah, making give Sanjay more of a spotlight. Yeah, um, and and having voice by an Indian an Indian voice actor. But in this, I don't know if you ever see her again. Sanjay's daughter is in this. Oh, yeah. And um, she runs home and says Principal Skinner had uh, as many arms as Vishnu and they're all over Edna, all over Miss Carapel. I think she's mentioned um, like quite early on. Um, I think right. when, I think it's like Lisa the Beauty Queen when she's um, doing like the talent competition and like right. the girls doing like the weird little dance and there's Sanjay, um, Sanjay and um, Apu in in the audience, and all the audience are like, oh, "What the hell?" You're right. Yeah, and like I just found it interesting that they've like got they've got this character there that they've done nothing with. Yeah, with, with Sanjay, and I'm just like, the, the the answer to your problem, the Apu problem, is right there. Like yeah. I've said it a million times. Like have him take over, re re give him a new voice actor. You you know he's got a daughter. You've yeah. got the quickie mark back in the show. Like it just, I forgot that he had this daughter, and I was like, oh man, it's just. It's just waiting there to happen. Unless they, it happened and I didn't know, like, unless they gave him more prominent role. The thing is, as well, like, you can change up Sanjay so much that you wouldn't even notice it. Because yeah, exactly. he's used he's so, so... He's almost yeah. like Kirk and Luan before this. Like, he's a non-element, really. Yeah. You've got a blank slate, but that is still someone that people do recognise. Yeah. Like, it, it's perfect, but... Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. And then Bart opened the door, and Principal Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel were kissing <gasps> and swearing. Father, Uncle Apu, a 
teacher was in the closet with the principal and he had as many arms as Vishnu and they were all very busy. <gasps> wow. I was in the library at the time, but Janie told me that Principal Skinner and Bart's teacher, Mrs. What's her name? Krabappel? Yeah, Krabappel. They were naked in the closet together. <gasps> oh my goodness! Wait a minute. Bart's teacher is named Krabappel? I've been calling her Crandall. Why didn't someone tell me? Oh, I've been making an idiot out of myself. Mrs. Krabappel and Principal Skinner were in the closet making babies, and I saw one of the babies, and the baby looked at me. Baby looked at you? Sarah, get me Superintendent Chalmers. Thank you, Sarah. I love um, when they're holed up in the school and they play the music and they're dancing and they play, shine the light through the colander. Yeah. Like, it's such a great scene. Like The animation's phenomenal in that it's bit. It's brilliant. Like, I, I love was just it. like, this is so good. Um, like, you really do <laughs> have emotions for the characters, weirdly. These, like, ridiculous comic characters and he's just like, oh, man, like, this is... I'm really happy for him. Do you know what bit I love is, like, at the end when, obviously, they're, like, being, well, kind of held hostage, but um, Homer comes on the microphone and he goes, Bart, this is your father. Do you know where the remote is? <laughs> oh, and he turns back to watch. It was... It was in my pocket. <laughs> Homer, Bart's up there. Give me that. Bart... This is your father. Do you know where the remote is? I looked all over the house. Did you check your pocket? It was, it was in my pocket. And I love as well, like, when um, Edna and um, Skinner are kind of, like, still sort of going at it, like, before everyone knows about it. And yeah. you see Edna on the desk with, like, a little, like, scarf around her neck and lipstick yeah, on, like, yeah. you know it's, like, someone who's not getting any that finally gets some. <laughs> and you're like, I know what you did last night because you are a completely different person. Like, I do it all the time. Yeah, Skinner's all, like, cool, like, hanging out by the front of the school. It's like, I almost have, like, a sixth sense of, like, people in my life. And I'm like, you had sex last <laughs> night, didn't you? I could just I could just get, get that sense. And, like, she is oozing that essence of like someone who's just got laid who hasn't been laid in a long time sex cauldron i don't <laughs> they close that place down <laughs> excuse me edna i don't think we're talking about love here we're talking about s-e-x in front of the c-h-i-l-d-r-e-n sex cauldron i thought they closed that place down <laughs> they i love that they're playing back to the father crusty is like illiterate with that joke as well yeah. Again, it's these little things from old series and old jokes they bring back for like just subtle touches. I love it as well. I know how much you love Agnes, so I know you probably <laughs> love the whole section with the cake book. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? That is um, probably one of the only scenes about Agnes that I actually really do like. It's oh, a really? it's a Lady Baltimore cake. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any actual cake? Oh heavens, no! Too sweet for me. <laughs> Never is- cared for it. <laughs> That is probably the only Agnes scene that I've ever that I actually really liked. I collect pictures of cakes that I clip out of the magazines. It all started in 1941, when Good Housekeeping featured a photo of a lovely cake. You wouldn't happen to have any real cakes around here, would you? Oh my, no. I don't care for cake. Too sweet. Now, this is called a Lady Baltimore cake. At my age, I don't have much saliva left, so you'll have to lick my thumb before I can turn the page. Oh, can I just turn the page for you? No! 
But you can pick out any picture you want to take home with you. Okay. That one. No! Ow! You can't have that one! That's a coconut cake! I love how believable, before it comes out that they are having the fair, how believable their like, little secret romance is, though, like when they're at the... At the cinema. I, there's, yeah, when he's like, car keys, car keys, car keys, <laughs> the, 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 zoomed in on her like fumbling for the keys. Yeah. I love the little, loads of little subtle touches in this episode that really elevate it for me. This is such a brilliant episode. Like, I love this. So I want to know your opinion. Do you think he's an actual virgin or do you think that he's only using that as an excuse so that they can keep going at it in secret and people won't judge him? This is always the uh, discussion that people have. Because it afterwards he's like, oh, people like kids will believe anything. Yeah. Um, I always took it that he actually was a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Until the end, I think at the end when you hear the champagne pop, that's more than <laughs> champagne popping in the cupboard. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's the way I see it. Like Skinner loses virginity in that cupboard at school. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, it's just like the sort of. The sound of the cork popping is just like makes your imagination go wild, really, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, yeah. Seymour." <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what I take it as. I know some people have said like, "Oh, you know, I think that he just says that to like get out of it because it implies that they had sex when he goes over to her house for dinner." Yeah, but oh, I think yeah, it with cuts. the candle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I in my mind, when you find out that he was a virgin, do you think they did? They're hundred percent were just dry humping. I think so. I think yeah. they, it started getting steamy and then he had to come claim of her and said, I, I haven't actually had sex before. Yeah. And then they took it slow, but they're still buzzing because, you know, it's, they haven't had long-term relationships for a long time. It's like flashback to when you was like 15. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he, he is like, in terms of relationships, he has the emotional age of like a 15-year-old man. But boy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. isn't, isn't he like the innocence there like he yeah. knows how it works and she probably but... finds that very sweet yeah yeah I... so she's willing to like to go slow with him you know even though she's like a damn dirty whore mm. in in a, in a good way like horny marge <laughs> this is all horny Edna. horny Edna. yeah yeah i feel like you should still like put in here the whole like horny marge jingle that you made I'll put it in here yeah. for Edna taking Marge's throne in this series after Marge was such a prude. Yeah. <laughs> <the other one. laughs> she redeemed she redeemed the female characters in The Simpsons of like, yeah, empowering. You get uh, quite a bit of good Martin in this episode, though. It starts with his birthday with the Here You Are Nelson, and they're serving oysters, and they have the math magician. And then, like, when um, when Martin's in charge, he's like, now, Bart, you must promise not to fall in love with me. And he's so, like, cocky <laughs> about getting a joke off. Do you know what? One of my favourite uh, quotes about this episode that I actually use quite a lot for myself um, is is Edna. And this is one of the, my favourite Edna quotes as well. It's, um, usually it's just soup for one, salad for one, wine for three. That's me. <laughs> That's me when I'm not pregnant. And it's funny because this is actually the first like episode that we're I'm actually drinking wine. Um, normally it's just a soft drink for me, but it's probably why, uh, yeah, my, why it's... That's where all the sex talk is coming yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. It's the red <laughs> this wine. This episode is a little bit... It's like a <laughs> four and one more after dark. <laughs> <laughs> love that so yeah moving on 
So there we go. Uh, I love that episode, uh, Grade School Confidential. It surprised me that it made my top four. It almost like made my number. It was almost my number two, but one one other just. There's there's a couple of episodes that I'll mention like after we've done our list, but um, that were very 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 close to sort of being my number four and this is definitely yeah. one of them and there's another episode as well which i'll mention later on just in case it's in your list um but sort of those two episodes and what i picked as my number four though them three were very like flip-flopping between what one i was going to pick so yeah these um yeah after my top four like the few below it are v- they're very close yeah yeah so uh that was my number three yeah well i know what your number two is then yeah so we're not going to get to talk about this because this is going to be your number one but um yes. my number two is you only move twice i'm amazed that this isn't your number one i'm amazed i'm very curious as to what's overtaken it this this was my number one and to be fair it's because obviously we said that we can't use episodes that are in the other person's list the only reason why I'm allowed to use this is because it was in both of our... It's in both our lists. Yeah. yeah. But this was my number one, but something did overtake it, so... Wow. Well, we'll find out what that is in a little while. Yeah. And we'll also talk about um, You Only Move Twice in a little while. So we'll go straight on to my number two. Yep. Um, I'll be interested to what you think of this. I know this is like really high on some people's lists and some people don't care for it. I love it. Uh, my number two is... And I don't think we spoke about this on the, episode, on the show before... My number two is Homer's Phobia. No way. I love this episode. It's quite, um, it is quite high up in my list, but it's not high, high that it would have ever been on my list because there are episodes that I actually like a lot more. But, um, mm. no, we haven't spoken about this. I know. No. No. It's such a, a famous episode, but it's just never come up on this podcast and it's one that I love. So I was like amazed that we've never actually spoken about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, um, I go on. I love John as a character. I love John. I he's so good, and it's so. The only thing I don't like about this episode is it betrays Homer in a very Bad. ugly way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and he says some stuff where I'm just like, ugh. It doesn't age gross. very well. I don't. It hasn't. No, not at but all. But that's the point of it. Yeah, like it. They need someone to be that sort of closed-minded buffoon, and they have Homer right there. But I just don't like Homer. I don't like to see Homer being so close-minded. But at the same time, that was classic Homer in Lisa the Vegetarian. It was the same kind of Homer True. then when he yeah. was being so close-minded to Lisa's vegetarianism. So I think um, they chose the right character to be so close-minded to them for them to then expand on the whole sort of um, storyline. The other thing about this episode... Um, is the whole thing is Homer thinks Bart is gay. Yeah. And Bart has no idea that that's what his suspicion is. But in my mind, Bart is 100% gay. Do you think? Well, I always think of Bart as gay because he's always like, I think about all the time he dresses up as like women's clothes yeah. and he knows all about like beauty tips. And like and going back to. He's very feminine. He's very feminine. Going back to. Um, Lisa, the beauty queen, um, when he teaches her how to walk in the hills, he's like, yeah. hill toe, hill toe, hill toe. Yeah, and him and Millhouse, and they're like, should we dress up in like our mum's dresses? And he's like, what's the matter? Scared you like it? 
Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a part of me where I'm like, I, I could see Bart as being gay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that Bart's gay. I kind of like it as well. Like, I really like it. And, like, when Marge, is, I think it's Marge in Chains, where he dresses up as Bartina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, there's so many little references to Bart's very, very feminine side. I love it. Um. So, yeah. I mean... I, I can't I think I've mentioned it a couple of times but not sort of gone into too much detail but I am really really into gay culture I am obsessed mm-hmm. with drag queens and the whole sort of community and yeah um, double bubble in this series yeah, with the burlesque house and, exactly, and John exactly and um I just I just love that they've sort of touched upon it and obviously now it's it's really open and people can discuss yeah. and it's got such a big community and it's it's becoming very very mainstream but i love the fact that such a mainstream program sort of dealt with these issues 20 25 years ago it's just amazing when i saw this episode when i was younger like i I thought it was quite shocking and it was when it came out it was quite shocking um and i I, yeah like you say i love that they like tackled the subject and actually they did it for the for the time, very sympathetically, like yeah, and they kind of poke fun at homophobes. I don't know anyone who'd watch this episode and be like, "Oh, John isn't a great guy." Yeah, like you're on John's side. Homer is a jerk. You're not supposed to like Homer in this episode. Yeah, and actually, everyone else likes John, and I love Marge's relationship with John. Yeah, I I want Marge to have a gay friend in the show. <laughs> Marge doesn't have any friends, so she needs a gay friend no. to like double bubble. Definitely, she's she's so taken with it when she's like i don't but i loved hearing it (laughs) she's just like staring her tea like it's great it's another one of those side characters like one episode characters that i would love to have been like a regular yeah and i love going back to sort of like touching upon sort of smithers this is like another thing Mm. where it's like um sort of hinted that john and smithers had like a relationship or had like a thing and it's yeah. and it's like oh you had your chance kind of thing and it, yeah, this is like do this to me Waylon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good i love it john uh Waylon, i'd like you to meet the simpsons i know the simpsons so this is your sick mother don't do this to me Waylon. I love John Shop as well, like all the tacky sort of like memorabilia yeah. and the tacky like kitsch um, things. And at the time, they're like, oh, selling nostalgia, but like everything is selling nostalgia nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And like everything is just preying on people's nostalgia. Then it was like a new thing, like, oh, yeah, nostalgia shop. And you're like, no, now everything is all about nostalgia. I've literally, my first note of this episode is nostalgia shop. And I put an arrow to everything now. Literally. Like, yeah. I. This this makes me sound really mean, but I kind of force my like likes on my son. I, I'm right. like, oh, you love Pokemon, don't you? You have to be careful with that. <laughs> I know you do. But then it would be incredibly disappointing if they lean into something. You're just like, oh no, that sucks. No, to be fair, like I'm I'm the kind of mother that if he said to me, "Mum, I hate Pokemon," I'm like, fair enough. Like that's yeah. you do you boo, but like. Yeah. I'm like, oh. You can still say, well, I like it, but that's I like, I make him wear, like, so I've just previously, like a week ago, bought him a Nirvana t shirt. And he's right. he's two. He doesn't know that he does or doesn't like Nirvana. Do you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> I like Nirvana, so he's going to wear a Nirvana t shirt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Push that on to him. <laughs> uh, oh, they mentioned Lisa. I love, like, so Mo in this is very hateful. Mo's a hateful character, anyway. Yeah controversial but i'm not really a massive mo fan 
in general. No, you said on the side character yeah. that you're not a big fan of Mo. I mean, I like Mo. Mo, don't get me wrong, but he's not... I know people, like, love, love Mo. And yeah. it's quite controversial for me to be like, mm, he's all right. <laughs> My favourite Mo storyline is the Uncle Mo's family feedback. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's great. And it's a side story. I, didn't, I think some of the ones where he's like the main, when he gets his own episodes, so there's a few of them coming up. tedious. They're not always like my favourite. No, I just, I'm a bit bored of him. I know this This is going to sound really, really callous, but like the, the jokes about him committing suicide and the jokes about him being ugly and pathetic, just like, yeah, you've done it. Yeah, it gets a bit you've much. You've done it. Like, you don't need to keep... They lean into yeah, it way too like, much. You could go yeah. in so many other directions with Mo that you've done those yeah. jokes. So, like, I'm a bit bored of them now. Don't keep doing them kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't mind it. Like, um, there's even things in later series where they, like, lean into Mo a bit more where he goes back to, like... Um, like bartending school and yeah. stuff like he wants to better himself that's a more interesting place to go with him doing storylines like one that. of my favorite mo lines is gin and tonic do they mix yeah that's great <laughs> like that's so good. things like that like i do like mo but there are things where i'm a bit like oh a bit bored of you now when he finds out like lisa's a vegetarian as well and it's like geez Homer, you and marge ain't cousins are you? <laughs> but like that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that sort of touched upon in this episode at the end where they take Bart hunting and it's yeah. like, um, oh, well, you, Mo kind of goes like, oh, homie, you kind of messed Bart up. Like, at least you've got Lisa yeah. and he's like, she's a vegetarian. He's like, but it's still yeah. quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The joke is Mo's awful and anyone that is like different in any way, it's just like, ugh. Ugh. Vegetarian, ugh. Yeah, exactly. Gay, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa? Let's uh, take her out hunting tomorrow. Make her into a man. Oh, she'd never go. She's a vegetarian. Oh, jeez. Oh, my jeez. You and Marge ain't cousins, are you? But it's obviously like they do it in the right way, if that makes sense. Like it doesn't... But also he's so stupid. Like he so actually has no knowledge of it at all. Yeah. Like when he's talking about like all businesses are gay, he's like, you know what else is gay? Broadway. Like... <laughs> Like it's a secret. Yeah. And he's discovered it. It's like he's so clueless. And it's like, I think what's really good about this episode is the fact that because back in the day, like if you watch it now, it doesn't seem that controversial, but obviously back in the day mm. it would have been. But they they handle mm. it so well because they make Homer and Mar um, sorry, Homer and Mo so dislikable in this episode. Yeah. It's they yeah. deal with it in a really good way, like a really controversial episode back in the day. They deal with it really, really well and, and show that they are sort of very pro gay community and um yeah, just just the way that John is so lovable and Mo and Homer mm. are so horrible that you just don't like them as characters in this episode. No. And the rest of the Simpson family all really like John and they like hanging out with John. Yeah. And like Bart likes him, Lisa likes him, Marge likes him. Like it's just Homer being a jerk. And he and it's also he only doesn't like him when he finds out he's gay. Yeah. Before he's like, John's great, we should go we should take him and his wife. I out. love the bit where where <laughs> Bart goes zap zap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that Bart completely owns them as well when they want to go camping, uh, hunting, and he's like, ah, oh, always seemed kind of gay to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of men, yeah. like, hanging around in the woods together. It's See, so true. Kind of yeah, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> and they hate it. I love the bit as well where it kind of, there's a callback to the Pim Pals where he's got the, the Pim Pals t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many great little references to old episodes in this series. And, like, the bit where Marge takes her figurine and he's so sweet to her, like, she thinks, yeah. she genuinely thinks it's, like, 
really, really valuable. And he's kind of really sweet towards her and been like, oh, yeah. 1970s, it's not worth anything, but he's really sweet with yeah. her about it. Hi, I'm John. Can I help you with anything? Yes, I have something that I'd like to sell. Please tell me it's your hair. <laughs> no, it's an heirloom my grandmother passed down to me. A very rare old figurine from the Civil War. Please don't construe our ownership of this as an endorsement of slavery. Hmm. Well, see, here's, here's the thing on this. It's a Johnny Reb bottle, early 1970s. One of the J&R Whiskey Liquor Lads. Two books of green stamps, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a very, very old figurine. No, it's it's a liquor bottle. See? Ah, that'll make your bull run. Incredibly likable character. Yeah, I love him. Um, yeah, I, the side characters I want I want to be regulars, him and Ruth Powers and Allison. Give me those characters as regulars and flesh out Marge and Lisa's friends a little bit. Yeah, and anyone that Albert Brooks does the voice for as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I um that so that surprised you then. We, so far, our lists are very different to each other. I yeah, love it. I was really shocked actually because I thought our list would be very very similar. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy that that they're to not. To be honest, I was a little bit surprised by my own top four, and I thought I bet we actually have different lists here. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I think I know what your number one's going to be. Going to be so predictable here. I'm getting ready to write it, as you say it. <laughs> so my number one is da, 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 the Springfield Files. Yeah, I started writing it. Yeah, the X-Files um, crossover episode, yeah. So yeah. 
I know I've mentioned it a million times, but um, The X-Files is one of my favourite programmes. Um, I mm-hmm. think the reason why it's sort of overtaken You Only Move Twice for me is because, as I sort of said in a previous episode, I'm currently re-watching The X-Files chronologically. Mm. And so any spare moment that I have that I'm not looking after my children or that I'm not, you know, doing general wife things, um, I watch The X-Files. And so it's kind of really fresh in my mind. I'm kind of fangirling over it a lot more now. I feel like you loved this episode so much already that now that you also have such like an inner love for The X-Files, it's just like made this one grow. Exactly. And that is, you just hit the nail on the head there. So previously, before I sort of started watching The X-Files again, um, I loved this episode anyway. I didn't have much uh, X-Files sort of knowledge because as I said, I only watched like a couple of episodes episodes here and there um but because i'm now watching it it's all fresh in my mind i just have a whole new appreciation for it and i feel like that's why it's overtaken you only move twice Mm. and because i used to sort of fangirl over you only move twice all the time it's kind of doing a bit of a b-sharp for me where i've I've kind of oversaturated it a little bit Mm -hmm. and as much as it's the most amazing episode this has overtaken it for me and I don't know if mm-hmm. it's circumstantial or if in like a couple of years time I'll have a look back and I'll still feel the same like I don't know but yeah the whole section of the show that has Mulder and Scully in it <laughs> is amazing oh my it's god so good so good I, I like you, you said about it on with the favorite guest characters yep. and stuff before but uh, when it cuts to them in the office and it's them investigating the case, <laughs> and like, I hardly think the FBI is concerned with matters like that. Exactly. <laughs> it's really it's funny. It's so good. The delivery of both of them is so because they're both very funny in real life and they really get to be funny in this. There's been another unsubstantiated UFO sighting in the heartland of America. We've got to get there right away. Well, gee, Mulder, there's also this report of a shipment of drugs and illegal weapons coming into New Jersey tonight. I hardly think the FBI is concerned with matters like that. I just, oh, I just fangirl over both of them individually and as Mulder and Scully as well. Like, mm. I'm such a loser. So I've recently just purchased um, like a key ring of David Duchovny's face in like a like a heart, <laughs> and my husband looked at me and was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, fangirling. Like, I can't. You're just gonna have to let me like live it out ride the wave with me and then I'll be on to someone else soon but at the moment here's everything to me <laughs> can I ask you something about Mulder and Scully yeah do you like to imagine them well they were the first like shippers what do you mean by shipper the, the first shipped couple do you think of them as because the the term to ship couple I think it would start with them because uh, it's short for Mulder and Scully relationshipers <laughs> Uh, do you, and now that's just a term, but do you uh, like to think of them as a couple or not? Um, so I've ne- or professional I've, I've, only? I've literally never heard the term shippers before, so this is all new oh, to really? me. Oh, really? Wow. It's yeah. a real, like, yeah, re- yeah, yeah. It's just like but, f- a fanfic thing. Like, yeah, no. if people like two characters, they want them to be together. Yeah, no. You ship them. It's, it's weird. Like, I 100% love them as a couple, and I just always want them to kiss and just, like, right. get it on. But at the same time, I'm not, like, begging for it, if that makes right. sense. So I'm watching the seasons, and 
they've almost kissed several times and I'm just like, oh, I like live for those episodes. But at the same time, the episodes where they're just purely professional, like it's absolutely fine as well. So I actually used to listen to a podcast <laughs> called The Exo Files. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's these two girls <laughs> and one of them is the, her favourite show is The X-Files she's watched it since it was originally on and loved it and she's trying to get her friend into it who's not really that into oh, it okay. so it's them going through the episodes and getting her friend's reaction to yeah. it um, and they're, they're like they love the idea of them being together so they're always trying to ship Mulder and Scully that's why it's the XO files and there's the different segments on that podcast are like just kiss already and stuff oh, I like love it. when the faces get really close do you know what I'm not even joking I feel like I'm going to have to like hunt out this podcast and find it because I, they I need it making it I think they moved they moved to separate parts of the country yeah and uh, they said oh yeah we'll carry on they recorded a couple remotely and they weren't great quality and then they just haven't recorded one for like four years so they never actually finished the series yeah see the thing is like as I sort of said in previous episodes I started watching it around Halloween and I'm not even yeah. joking I'm, I'm only on season six now Bearing yeah, in mind, it's, it's slow going. It's like an hour episode, 45 hour episode, and it's like 20 to 25 episodes per season. It's taken me a yeah. long time to watch it, but it's so worth it. It really does take a while. But yeah. But um, I just kind of want to do like a little bit of a shout out, but like a page that I've started following on Instagram recently. There's um a character. There's um a page called Alex Mayhew. She's an artist. She's recently right. she like sort of does these um Simpsons uh, pictures. She did. Um, she painted uh the whole Mulder and Scully like where Mulder's holding up his uh, FBI badge. I mm-hmm. want that. I want that print and that paint so mm. bad. It's so I love, good. I love his FBI badge picture. It, it's just, it's just him and his underwear. Perfect. It's just perfect. But anyway, going back to the episode. Yeah, like talking yeah. about the Springfield Files. <laughs> it's a really wacky episode, by the way. Like it's, it feels very different. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a normal Simpsons episode. And I think it's because, like, obviously, the X Files was on Fox as well, and they were, they were sort of being shown sort of side by side, like not in terms of like the timings, but in terms of like they were both being shown on Fox, you know, in the same week kind of situation. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's so much about it. And like, I think that they really heavily ever advertised it as, because I think X-Files was like the biggest watched show yeah. on Fox at the time. So they heavily, heavily sort of advertised it as as a crossover. So yeah. I think... And this was like at the peak of X-Files mania. Yeah, and I think it's just got more undertones of the X-Files than other episodes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, there's just like a couple of like facts that I got. Um, <laughs> so the, <laughs> so um, the FBI lineup, um, you know, of like the aliens, where they've got like the yeah, lineup. Yeah, I was actually about to use that as an example yeah, for how bizarre this episode so is. Like, funny. it's just wacky. So... Um, Mike Reese described it as the most illegal shot in the Simpsons history <laughs> because um, they didn't get permission to use any of the characters. So like Chewbacca oh, wow. and like Alf and like um, the little it Martian. for a little while as well. Yeah. So like they actually didn't get permission from any of them to use them in that episode. So it's like he sort of says that it's the most illegal shot of the whole Simpsons. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. And like, I read a lot of sort of interviews where 
people were saying that that was their favourite moment of that episode. So, mm. yeah, I love that bit. Um, another thing that I didn't realise, and I watched the episode today as well to refresh my memory, but I sort of did some research and I didn't realise it, but in the episode where Scully is giving Homer the um, the lie detector test, in the background mm-hmm. of, that episode, of that scene, you can see uh, the smoking man. You know, oh wow, yeah, and I didn't realize it until I read that article, and I was like, oh shit, like yeah. And then, uh, then today, is that when she's saying, "Do you understand?" and the thing explodes? <laughs> yeah, the smoking I've man is in that. the back of that scene, and it's like really That's subtle, awesome. but it's so good. That's awesome. Now we're going to run a few tests. This is a simple lie detector. I'll ask you a few yes or no questions, and you just answer truthfully. Do you understand? Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, that was another thing that I, I found. I was like, yeah. But this episode has got so many, so many good, um, like, little catchphrases as well. So, like, um, one of my favourites is Wiggum. And I know you love Wiggum. So, um, I love Wiggum. I'll, I'll just type this on my magical typewriter. <laughs> da, 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 da. Fruit cake. Like, that is one of my favourite Wiggum, like, quotes. <laughs> the way he does that is just brilliant. Well, your story is very compelling, Mr. Jackass. I mean, uh, Simpson. So I'll just type it up on my invisible typewriter. (laughs) You don't have to humiliate me. I just torched a building downtown and I'm afraid I'll do it again. Oh, yeah, right. I'll just type it up on my invisible typewriter. And another thing as well is when um, Marge is talking to Homer and and she's like, you believe me, don't you, Marge? And she's like, I don't believe you, Homer. He's like, oh, Mm. great. And she's like, you're not listening. (laughs) Like, I don't believe you. But, yeah. Uh, um, We have the second, you know, we talked about dinner dog. Dinner dog. This has the other dog in it, which sticks in my head, which is the red tick beer. Needs more dog. Oh, yeah. I love that. Needs more dog. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing as well, I say to Ben quite a lot, which is a quote from this is, um, well, it's 1am, better go and spend some quality time with the kids. (laughs) I love Ken Brockman in this. Ken Brockman is like, I just, his character has like gone way up in this rewatch for me, but E.T. phone Homer Simpson, that that is. is. (laughs) His delivery is so good. Yeah, I love that. The closing clouder of the blurred kind. Local man Homer Simpson, shown here with his tongue stuck to a lamppost, has given us this videotape. It's a close encounter of the blurred kind. (laughs) So earlier on in in the episode, I sort of mentioned about like um, the sort of hints that Smithers is gay. This was Mm -hmm. what I was referring to. Um, So... um, Burns goes to Smithers, so another Friday is upon us. What will you be oh, doing? Yeah. Something gay, no doubt. And then Smithers is like, what? And then he's like, you know, something lighthearted, fancy free. Mothers, look up your daughters. Smithers is on the town. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so another Friday is upon us. What will you be doing, Smithers? Something gay, no doubt. What? What? You know, light-hearted, fancy-free, mothers, lock up your daughters, smithers is on the town. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, sir. <laughs> I love that. 
Smithers is on the town. <laughs> I love it. Mothers, lock up your daughters. <laughs> See, that's what I find funny about like the, I, I, when pe- a lot of people don't like the Smithers jokes. Get like, oh, it's making fun of gay people. But I, I don't see him like that. I no. see it as like he's so obviously gay. The fact that that Burns doesn't get it is the joke. Yeah. And the thing, like, one of the things I love about Burns is that he uses all these, like, old school terms for things, mm-hmm. like, love your daughters. Like, it's something that, like, yeah. your grandparents would say, but, like, not necessarily you wouldn't use that phrase, like, nowadays. And, like... Well, like, something gay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, something some- gay, no doubt. Something gay, no doubt. And then, like, because it's not something that you'd say nowadays, it's very mm. misconstrued. And he's like, What? But um, that's what I love about Burns, where he just says all these sort of like random things and yeah. so old school and shows his age. <laughs> but yeah, so I could talk about this episode so much. And yeah, this this is definitely my number one and I fangirl about it. It's really high for me as well. Yeah. You know, I said like my number four was very close between a number of episodes. It was like and, After Dark, this and another one. Yeah. And you probably knew that I would pick this and it'd be so high. I thought it would be on yeah. your list, but I didn't know it'd be your number one. Yes. Yeah. I thought it would be on your top four. So you probably like subconsciously decided not to use it because you knew that I'd pick it. Uh, that was actually kind of what swayed Bart After Dark. Bart After Dark and Hurricane Neddy were so close. Yeah. And I was like, I know Emma's going to pick Bart After Dark. Yeah. So I'll just tip it that way slightly. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. David Duchovny, if you watch this episode, call me. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'm sure he I'm sure he will be. Listening to with this. With his like 20-year-old <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I found out recently that he, um, during like his sort of like height in X-Files he went into rehab for sex addiction oh yeah yeah very famously uh, yeah. sex addiction yeah addiction to pornography and sex yeah which is what they have that joke in the X-Files that he loves porn he's always watching porn <laughs> yeah he's he's there's that thing there's... which is such a weird running joke that I love yeah because it's like um, oh that tape in the VCR that's not mine yeah and occasionally he's just sitting there like with a porno mag in his hand and stuff I love it it's such a weird little detail I just watched this episode where he sort of like he turns um, his body goes into someone else's body and they sort of like live each other's lives for a day oh and the, yeah, yeah and the, oh. and the wife um, sort of comes downstairs and it's like why are you watching porn <laughs> like it's another like porn hint yeah yeah they, they do that so much in that show <laughs> yeah for real that was uh, him in real life too <laughs> so let's finally talk about the very famous one which we've spoken a lot about so we probably won't have too much extra to say but my number one and your number two yep you only move twice. Yep. Absolute classic of an episode. It's brilliant. This is this is the one and only episode that is on both of our favourite episodes of all time. Mm-hmm. So that that's just testament. That just shows you how much of an amazing episode this is. I, I said it when we talked about it before, but I watching it again, I was just like, oh, I feel like this is too big for one episode. I wish... I know it would have been really wacky mm. to do this back in the day, but how mental would it be if Series 7 of The Simpsons just took place? In Cypress Creek. In Cypress Creek, yeah. yeah. 
Like they move there and series, and at the end of that first episode, they didn't move back. You'd be like, "What?" Yeah. And that whole episode, and then the series ends with them going back to Springfield, and it's just like, "Oh, series seven, they live at Cypress Creek." Yeah, it'd be really funny if like you did all these episodes. So, for instance, like if you did like the Springfield files, like Homer's going through like the woods in Cypress Creek, and he sees this alien. Like you could do that episode in Cypress Creek. I just, I just think it would have been so cool because we talked. The only complaint we had about this is like. The other characters don't have time to actually develop good, good enough side stories. Yeah. Like Lisa's got allergies, Bart's in the special class and all that stuff, but they don't get enough time because you want to spend all your time with Scorpio. Yeah. But if you stretched it out for more than one episode, you would have, you get to explore what's going on with the other characters. And I don't know. I think it would have been a fun idea to have been there for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I th- I can't remember if we've mentioned it, we probably have, but I just think it's so amazing how Albert Brooks just ad-libbed most of the lines. Oh, yeah. A lot of the scenes with him and Homer, just when they're talking together, you can tell it's just them two. Yeah. I love the whole, like, hammock district speech, and I think that a lot of that was just all ad-libbed. And yeah. you can hear, like, Homer's little reaction, like, uh-huh, oh. When he's, like, she gets in the hammock with you, he's like, oh. So there was actually a thing that I, um, that I found that I sort of copied down that said... Um, Entire sections of Scorpio's dialogue, such as the hammock speech, are Brooks's lines, not the writer's. Dan Castellaneta described how after he prepared something for Homer to say in response to Brooks, like the new Scorpio lines that Brooks had sort of created, um, Mm -hmm. Brooks would then deliver totally different lines. So he dan castaneta would have to kind of like be on his toes and like yeah just respond because he'd just change up everything yeah you can hear it in homer's reactions "Mm -hmm." they're really good and natural Uh feeling i really love it do you know what it's really funny so um i saw like a conversation on twitter with i think it was josh weinstein put um oh so many people always ask me like to sort of explain certain things about the simpsons so if you put below what you want explained oh, yeah the yeah. big thread it was going on about a month like ago, a thread more, yeah. yeah and like someone said about um have you ever seen someone say goodbye to a shoe and then yeah. someone had written that and he'd written this whole like long response about how like he didn't have a clue basically because the confusion of that joke is like, have you ever seen a man say goodbye to a shoe and then Homer says yes once? People are confused whether it's like a previous time or whether Homer's talking about the the event he just saw yeah. when he threw the shoe. And I always took it as like it was from a previous time. It's just like a weird... Yeah, that's how I took it as well. Yeah. But like Josh Weinstein, who obviously like sort of was the main sort of force of the episode... Didn't, yeah. didn't have a clue and he was just like oh albert brooks just kind of said it and we just kind of went yeah, along with it like so i don't know i can't <laughs> even answer that like i don't even know so yeah but yeah it's just oh albert brooks is so good i feel like i i don't even know what else to say about this because we've talked about it on my favorite episodes we talked about it on your favorite yeah. episodes we talked about it when we talked about albert brooks yeah like it is just an amazing just watch amazing character be mental yeah. for 20 minutes with Hank Scorpio. Like the shot of him with the flamethrower is like the really iconic shot, but it's so good. So good. He's just laughing manically. Yeah. So um, something that I don't think we've mentioned before, which I read today, which I thought was really interesting was, um, mm. so there was other sort of ideas that were thrown around for the other family members, which didn't make the right. cut, but apparently stuff was uh, written and recorded for grandpa to have a section. Oh right, and um, there. So 
what was writ- what I read today was uh, there was originally another idea involving Grandpa Simpson. He is left behind in the spring in Springfield and receives recorded greeting phone calls from the family. So like they don't ring him to check on him; they just record stuff and right. just like yeah. Um, the plot went on f- for four sequences, all of which were cut from the episode because of time constraints, but were later included in the DVD release. I f- I really feel like it would have been hilarious to sort of include Grandpa in in mm-hmm. the individual little sort of sections. I thought that was pretty interesting. I love Grandpa; uh, he was really close to being sort of like on my side characters list. When you said that when we recorded that episode, I was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. And actually, when I watch it this time, I'm like, no, he's awesome. <laughs> like, he's really good. He's so funny. I feel like my appreciation of him for this time round is like you growing appreciation of Wiggum. Wiggum, 100%. Yeah, I've like been one round by Grandpa, yeah. Yeah, so like every time I see something and I'm like, oh, this is such a good Wiggum line. And I never really appreciated Wiggum until mm. you were like, I love Wiggum. And then I sort of started getting mm. it. And I feel like that's you with Grandpa. He's very much, for me, like Burns, where they say all these right. like really old stuff that makes no sense. But like in a different... Yeah, when he's like, I invented kissing. And he starts telling about how he invented kissing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like how... Burns sounds like really reliable and like, yeah, you could believe that. Whereas Grandpa is written in the same way, but made to sound senile, which is hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's not funny, but the way it's written is hilarious. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I really don't know what else to say about You Only Move Twice. I feel like we've spoken it about it enough. I feel like everyone's been waiting for us to say it's our number one. And then you pulled the rug out and Curveball. dropped it to your number two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a brilliant episode. Yeah, and I love the sugar in the pockets, and <laughs> it's just great. And like the James yeah. Bond sort of comparisons and stuff. So yeah, yeah, and Homer like we talk about Homer like in, enjoying working there, and it's sweet when feeling Homer's like happy. he was good at his job. Yeah, yeah, and he has his hat. He's <laughs> 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 telling him to work work harder. Yes, sir, Mister Simpson. <laughs> Are you guys working? Yes, sir, Mister Simpson. Could you, um, work any harder than this? Sure thing, boss. Hey, call me Homer. There we go. It's like, I love Albert Brooks' episode. Mm. Hey, Crystal, wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Windows, I don't think I could afford this place. (laughs) Amazing. Love it. Uh Uh-oh, sorry. Let me just get my girlfriend and uh, I'll go. Hey, Crystal, wake up. Right, so there we go. There are top four. Yeah. Emma. What is your plus one and why? Oh, I'm going to be so predictable here. So my, especially considering as we kind of spoke about last last episode that we recorded, um, my plus one is da, 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 the mysterious voyage of Homer. Woo. I one of us had to have this as the plus one. Yeah, because it's such a, a bizarre episode. And it, if you weren't, if you didn't use this as your plus one, I was going to use it. Maybe I've got another one that I'd rather use. Yeah, so I can still. I use mean, it. as I said before, that there is episodes where I could easily have picked them as either my four or plus one because I just love them equally. Um, but I just mm-hmm. feel like I needed to to have this just because obviously of what I said about how much I love the episode and how much I love Johnny Cash and how much I love um, the cameo and the weirdness of this episode. It's so bizarre. 
It feels like a Treehouse of Horror episode Yeah, to it's me. so weird. It's such a weird episode. I actually... So I will say now, I actually don't like this episode. I always think I don't, and then... Everyone tells me it's amazing all the time, and for some reason it never clicked to me. And this time through, I was like, it'll click with me. I, said, I think it every time, and actually it's like third from bottom. I just, I don't like it, and I don't know why. Like, I want to. It's very, it can be, it can come across as quite boring. It's just weird. Like, the not just the, obviously the trip. I love the animation. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Space Query. I love Johnny the Cash. Trip. I love the animation <laughs> of the whole trip sequence. It's amazing. But I don't like the rest of the episode. That's literally like two, three minutes of the whole episode, really. Yeah, yeah. it's a really, it's a much shorter segment than you think. And I don't, I find the rest of it, like the way it's written, really weird. Like everyone acts weird and like Homer pouring the wax in his mouth and Ralph being like, don't drink that, Mr. Simpson. That's wax. It's like almost like they're puppets, yeah. the way they talk in this. It's really weird. Wait, mister, you're drinking a candle. You don't want to get wax in your mouth, do you? Maybe I do, son. Maybe I do. I'm not offended by you not liking this episode. Like, I get when people say they don't like oh, it. Oh, I'm in the minority here. Yeah. Like, big time. I know people who like this is best episode ever or top five episode, but yeah. But tell me why you love it. I think mostly because of the trip, the like animation, the Johnny. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the reason why I love it is because of the reasons why you say you understand why people love it. Um, but yeah. I do agree with you massively on the whole beginning part of the episode. It's very like robotic almost. Um, and I don't mm. like the ending really. No, with, it's weird. I, I don't get like what the whole emphasis on the lighthouse. Like, I don't really get that. Yeah, it feels a bit like they pulled it out of nowhere. And, like, I feel like the joke where the ship, like, crashes on the rocks with the hot pants and then they all mm-hmm. just start, like, they're in the sea and they're all going, like, sure, like, I just feel like it's very forced. They did the same ending on another episode in this season. Yeah, exactly. With the Burns baby Burns. It's a party. It doesn't have to make sense. It's it's the same ending. Yeah. And they actually lean into that a lot more from this point on. Yeah, and, like... So I do understand why people don't like it, and I feel like that's why it it was my one more really. Like there are, it, I feel like some some aspects of it, it has to be mentioned for the animation alone. Yeah, as I sort of said in the last episode with um, the characters, that I had a calendar with like the animations of like mm-hmm. I think it was the Nelson one where he goes ha ha like mm-hmm. i just love all that and i think that the space coyote johnny cash the animation yeah, the trip like it's amazing but then the rest of it is very meh for me i love there's a couple of bits i do like smithers as the cowboy <laughs> yeah dancing great evening little lady you reckon a square could get a dance <gasps> it looks so complicated do you know how ma'am I wouldn't honk the honk if I couldn't tonk the tonk. Um, Everything looks bad if you remember it is a line I remember, but I always forget it's from this episode. Homer says that. Oh, well, of course, everything looks bad if you remember it. Now, where are my chili boots? I like the meme bit where Homer's like holding up his chili boots in the cupboard mm-hmm. and like Marge is like, oh, like, oh. 
But yeah. I don't like Marge in this episode. Again, it's an it's another episode about where I don't like Marge, where I feel like she's yeah. Marge Marge gets done dirty in this in this season. Yeah. Considering how we, we said she had like so many great moments in the season before, I feel like she hasn't got as many great ones in this season. Yeah, I mean, you know who you've married. You know that he loves mm. a drink. So why are you going to stop him doing something that he and really likes? she's never likes? had like, a problem with it before. Exactly. It feels like everyone's a bit out of character in this one. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't like Marge in this. Apart from at the end where she's really, really sweet, where it's like mm. proves that she's his soulmate like i love the whole find your soulmate and like yeah Mm -hmm. i love all that sort of side of it i do want to know what bart was what bart did say to mabel (laughs) i love i love that as well so i said to mabel so i said to her oh i'll finish this later like i love that (laughs) it's so bizarre I watched my top four and this today just as a refresh because i feel like i watched them ages and ages and ages ago that I just needed mm-hmm. a bit of a refresh and I laughed so hard at that bit and I don't know why. <laughs> that might be my favourite bit of the episode, my favourite line of the so episode. So I says to Mabel, so I so says... So I says to Mabel, I says, hang on a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish this later. Like, I love that bit. It's so weird. It's so funny. So then I says to Mabel, I says... Hey, kid. I'll finish this later. Hi, Dad. Where's your mother? Out back. So anyway, I says to Mabel, I says... It's like the only thing that Bart and Lisa say in it, <laughs> doing it, in the whole episode. It would have been even funnier if Bart had said it in his like English accent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So yeah, I mean, there's not really much more that I can add than what I already said in the last episode. But I love this episode, mm. but I can understand why it's lower down in your list, definitely. I think we had to mention yeah. it. For yeah. sure. Okay, so for my plus one, I'm going to pick the other weird episode from this season, or what I think of as a weird episode. Uh, it's the Simpsons spin-off showcase. Oh, do you know what? I actually quite like this episode. I love it. I, when I watched this, I thought to myself, there's actually quite a lot of quotes that I found quite funny. This is amazing. It, well, it has to be on it because I love Wiggum, and Wiggum gets a whole act. Yeah. Um, where he gets to him hang around in New Orleans with Skinny Boy. Skinny Boy. I put a, a quote up on our Instagram page um, of, hey, big daddy, it's regular daddy. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I watched this episode, I laughed at that for about 10 minutes and I'd never really laughed at it before, but for some reason this time it got me and that's why I... I love it. That's why I put it on the Instagram page because it really made me laugh. Not big daddy, it's regular daddy. <laughs> I just love that whole segment. Skinner and Wiggum, like two characters I love thrown together. It's just an amazing combo. And the, yeah, hey, big daddy, it's regular daddy. I love big daddy. It's, like, it's such a ridiculous character. And the fact that he's called Charles Daddy is so funny to me. He, <laughs> he must be based off something. like. I feel like it's just that sort of like bad villain you had in those like bad in the 90s yeah it's a real like cliche sort of style villain when he runs behind the chair and then so he can turn around in it and stuff it's really funny it always makes me laugh i don't know why but it always makes me laugh when skinner calls it norlands like in the accent (laughs) i love that i love that skinner's supposed to be like has spent time there or is from there like so many years ago but it's so like clueless about new orleans where he's like uh, it's not really a party town. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be the guy with the knowledge. 
sounded like some sort of party going on in the background. Are there any parties today, Skinner? No, it's not really a party, Tam. Yeah, uh, I love I love the whole Wigan PI bit. It's so funny. P-I-G. <laughs> I love her as well when he says, um, and I'm not talking about stamp collecting, although I do find that extremely interesting. <laughs> And then Skinner goes, oh, yeah, well, that makes two of us. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Nolans is my town. Well, nobody going to mess with me. I got interests, and I ain't talking about stamp collecting. Though I do find that extremely interesting. Oh, yeah? Well, that makes two of us. Do you know what? New, New Orleans is actually completely right at the number one top spot of where I want to go in the world. Yeah, we we I can't remember one episode we talked about like where we'd want to go in America. Yeah. And I think we both said we'd love to love to go to New Orleans at some point. To the Big Easy. Yeah. If there's any listeners from New Orleans, you know you can just invite me and Bob and we'll come party with you. Yeah. Mardi Gras would be even better. Live but... from Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I love this episode though. It's it's three very different segments. Um Do you know what? One of my favourite lines I think of this season is in this is crack that whip. Licorice. Licorice whip. <laughs> I have been doing that around the flat for the last couple of days since I rewatched this. I said whip it. Licorice whip. <laughs> <laughs> crack that whip. Licorice whip. Yeah, I've had Becca came in when I was watching that bit, and it was just that moment when she walked in the room was shaking her head, and I've been doing it ever since. Licorice whip. (laughs) It's amazing. So it's such a bizarre concept for an episode, and it really is just like they've been running for eight years. Let's just do these bonkers episodes like this um i know you don't like mo we just spoke spoke about mo but do you like the love my grandpa section because you do like grandpa i do but it is a bit annoying as well like i feel like i liked it a lot more when i was younger i I feel like i used to love that segment but then i've watched it a couple of times in the last year or two and i'm a bit like oh it's a bit annoying i think I do like it. It's so dark. Like, it has some of the darkest Abe lines in it. When he's like, um, that's the second time he's pulled the plug on me. <laughs> it's so dark. That's the second time he pulled the plug on me. Um, and when when Mo walks out of the toilet and just leaves him in there and he just says, I've, I've suffered so long, why can't I die? <laughs> it's so grim. It really made me laugh. <clears throat> I've suffered so long. Why can't I die? I I like the idea of it. So like the whole like mm-hmm. love love romantic grandpa with where he's like he died and then he got sucked into this machine and like the love tester like I love that. But um it's it's one of those really stupid concepts for a sitcom that was like big in the the, the 90s. They had like really weird out there concepts um that they just sort of ran with. And I love how they sort of like hang a hang a lamp on that with um, Mo saying like, "Oh, as you may have guessed, this inhabited by the ghost of my best friend's dead father." <laughs> like as if obviously, obviously. So I brought along the love tester to help me. As you may have guessed, it's inhabited by the ghost of my friend's dead father. <clears throat> and the whole the intro section for the love Matt grandpa when it's like the different animation style is so perfect as well. 
I was just about to say that, like, I love the theme tune, like, love, Mad yeah. and grandpa. The theme tune and the animation to it is perfect. Like, they really nail it. Yeah. I really love this episode and it, it's surprisingly high on my list. Um, I always think of it's one like sort of around the middle, but I like bits of it. And actually this time around, I was like, I really do actually love this bizarre, stupid episode. No, I do like this one as well. Not enough for it to be in my top four, but it is like five, six, seven, it's eight. It's number eight. That's just pretty high for such a weird episode. What's this one called? Spin-off showcase. Yeah, the, it's like The Simpsons it, spin-off showcase. Yes, yeah, it's, it's in the middle for me. Like, I do really mm. enjoy this. Um, and then obviously there's the last segment where like Lisa's replaced, isn't she? Yeah, that's the last segment is the one I like the least. Yeah, I agree. Um, I get what it's going for, and I do think I love the obviously licorice whip. It's really funny, and I think it's funny that they that Lisa refused to be a part of it because it's just Lisa would not be a part of that. <laughs> and it's like um, the bit with Jasper, like lollipop, 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 lollipop. It nails exactly what it's trying to do. Yeah, it's so funny. And there's actually, let me just see if, I don't think I posted it, but basically there was um, a picture. Um, oh, let me see if I can find it. So I actually saved a screenshot of this with the intention to post it to the Facebook group, but I don't know if I can find it quickly. But it's just um, of the Simpsons players, and it's just like a selfie of, like, Lenny and Selma and, like, all these characters Mm. that I thought was really, really funny. But it just made me laugh, and I was going to post it, and I really wish I had now, um, because it's just so perfect for, for what we're talking about. I do really love the framing device with Troy as well, sort of. Yeah, very disinterested in these like bad spin-off shows and stuff. And oh, here it is! I don't know if you can see it. It's, oh yeah, it's yeah. It's like Selma, Jesper. I'll post it to the Instagram page. Lenny, Willie, um, <laughs> Doctor Hibbert, and the captain, the sea captain. It's just like a selfie, and it's what just a combo. It's just hilarious because it's such a random mix of characters. I'm gonna post it right now, just for jokes. I love how at the end um, as well, he so- they sort of pay attention to the fact that like how long The Simpsons has run and like it's they're starting to like, lean into some worse ideas when he's like, wedding after wedding after, after wedding. wedding. <laughs> yeah. And Osmodia. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, guys, um, we're recording this and this is live. I am now posting that picture to Instagram. <laughs> so if you see that picture on Instagram... In the past, you'll know it's right now what was happening when we recorded this episode. Yeah, in the future, in the past. Weird man. It's like time travel podcasts. I love it. So uh, that's our four and one mores for season eight. So I guess we'll recap them and then talk about ones that nearly made the list and ones that were at the bottom of our list. Yeah, you go ahead and you tell me yours, and I'll make a note of them. Okay, so my number four was Hurricane Nettie. My number three was Grade School Confidential. 
My number two was Homer's Phobia. And my number one was You Only Move Twice. And my plus one was The Simpsons Spin-Off Showcase. Brilliant. Okay, so my number four is Millhouse Divided. My number three is Bar After Dark. My number two is You Only Move Twice. And my number one is The Springfield Files. And? Oh, sorry. (laughs) And my one more is um, The Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Can I have the real title for that, please? No, (laughs) because it's Spanish (laughs) and I can't speak Spanish. You're you're the language student, even though you're doing German. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. If one of our listeners wants to actually teach me how to say that in Spanish then by all means let me know so I'm very pleasantly surprised by how different those lists are yeah Uh, and it shows actually how much variety is in season 8 of the Simpsons yeah I mean as I sort of said at the beginning this for me is sort of like the turning point because there are some absolutely amazing episodes like all the ones Mm. that we've mentioned but at the same time it sort of starts declining and there are some episodes Mm -hmm. in this season that i can't stand like um wow yeah can't stand that's strong yeah (laughs) there's one episode i really don't like and i normally skip it but this time i watched it yeah exactly the same thing for me so that's the simpsons supercalifragilistic me too that one yeah i hate that one i really don't like it i but no. i really don't like mary poppins see i love mary poppins and right. i love the- everyone does apart from me when i say i don't yeah. like it people are always shocked but i just i just find it boring i'm not shocked that you don't like it i've seen like, it so many times so yeah. i don't like it it's it's just nostalgic for me. Like I used, to, my mum loves it, so I used to watch it a lot yeah. as a kid, um, and I do really like it. But I get why you don't, why some people don't like it. Like I, I do get it. It's um, it's weird how we both like the Springfield Files and we don't like that. And they're both just like crossing over with another fictitious character. Yeah, and both very wacky episodes. But I just don't like that episode. I just <sighs> it just is weird. It's like why is suddenly I get I get the joke, but it just feels weird that everyone's suddenly like acting like they're in a Mary Poppins. Yeah. Thing. It it's, feels like a Treehouse of Horror episode without any horror. It's weird as well. Like I do love the there's a screenshot which I think is memed quite a lot where Marge is like curled in the corner where her hair's all falling out. Oh yeah. Like I love that and I've used that. That's not a bad like start the start of the episode I actually don't mind. Like I said about before with the crusty classic yeah. special or whatever, the KKK. The KKK. And the Marge starting to lose her hair. Like, that's yeah. not bad, the start of the episode. But then it just goes in a direction I just do not care for. Yeah, no. And I normally like songs in The Simpsons. I'm with you there. Like, I don't really... I'm not really a massive fan. Another episode that I don't really care for that much is The Twisted World of Marge Simpson. Uh, I don't mind it. I knew that I didn't like it before I started rewatching, And I thought to myself, I feel like this episode will probably really shock me and i watched it and i was like actually no it hasn't shocked me like i really still don't like it it's got a good wig of line in it what's that when they're trying to give out the the pretzel the flyers for the free pretzels and they come up with a phony parade and she's in there with a space helmet on <laughs> and Wiggum just goes welcome back space girl <laughs> <laughs> this is like quite heavy agnes which is probably why i don't like it Oh, yeah. And here come the pretzels. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, it's sort of bottom quarter for me, but not at the very bottom. One thing I will say about this episode is, though, 
it kind of opened the door for me with uh, falafels. Oh, I love falafels. I love falafels too. And when they were kind of like given to me for the first time, I was like, oh, this is that thing on The Simpsons. Hey everyone, it's Bob. Uh, Just letting you know that at this point in recording, due to an unexpected, um, unscheduled laptop restart, there was a break in recording and we managed to recover uh, most of the files, but there was a little bit of the episode that uh, just went missing here. So uh, I'll just fill you in. Basically, it's just we talked a little bit about uh, the episode My Sister, My Sitter, a kind of controversial episode that neither of us are really uh, big fans of. Bart's way too mean in this one, even though we liked uh, Lisa as a babysitter. It's a fun storyline for her. And then we talked a little bit about the super popular episode Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie. Um, both really love this episode, pretty high on both our lists. And we love how it sort of is a commentary on sort of animation as a whole and, and the audience and the, the viewership and everything of The Simpsons at the time. Great episode. And for this recording, I was actually wearing a Genius at Work t-shirt because uh, I knew we would mention Poochie. Um, anyway, so it's going to cut back in possibly halfway through a conversation, but we're just about to start talking about uh, In Marge We Trust. So let's go back into it here. Yeah, Mr. Sparkle's storyline like really overshadows the actual main plot of that episode. I think a lot of people forget which one it's from. but Yeah, I mean... Just because I've just refreshed and just rewatched it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the listen lady yeah, episode. Exactly. But then, like, if you'd sort of asked me in a couple of months' time, I probably wouldn't remember. I'd be like, oh, I can't really remember that. I I love that we talked about giving minor characters a spotlight. So you had Kirk and Noel and stuff like that. But this one, you get uh, Lovejoy <laughs> gets a spotlight as well. I actually really like Lovejoy as a character. Actually, I do actually. He in this one, you get a little bit of his backstory and like he's suddenly like a very sympathetic character yeah i really like him and then he's he's got some really good lines in this as well yeah he does well <laughs> like the ending the uh <laughs> baboons to the left of me <laughs> baboons to the right baboons to the left of me baboons to the right the speeding locomotive tore through a sea of inhuman fangs. A pair of the great apes rose up at me, but Biff, bam, I sent them flying like two hairy footballs. A third came screaming at me. <laughs> and that's when I got mad. I absolutely love that as well. Um, this episode has something in it which I really love, actually. I've just realised it's got the pink dot. It's so bizarre. And it's the uh, Donnie's Discount Gas. <laughs> <laughs> I see lots of stuff. Did you see that? Yes. It's funny as well because they all talk about it as if it's like previously mentioned in. Yeah, exactly. It's like a thing that Marge knows about. Danny's discount gas. She's so <laughs> She's enthusiastic. So yeah. Yeah. Dad, where are you? Well, I can't see the name of the station, but the gas costs one forty nine and eight tenths. Eight tenths. Danny's discount gas. What? Did you see a man being chased by some young hooligans? I see lots of stuff. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, another Agnes line that I'm sure you love, which is the uh, I'm not principal of the line, mother. <laughs> well, you never will be. And you never will be. 
But yeah, that was really close for me. Like under my top four, it was sort of like a toss up between Bar After Dark, In Marjorie Trust, yeah. Springfield Files. That they were sort of my next next tier. It is quite. It's kind of like middle of the road for me, but it's kind of high middle if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do really like it. And um, one of the episodes that I really like that. Um, so as I mentioned previously, there was like sort of three episodes that I was I'm in an R in between being my fourth choice. It was um, sort of great. Grade School Confidential with Skinner and um, Edna. It was my actual choice, which was mm-hmm. uh, Millhouse Divided. And then another one, which was really close, was um, Lisa's Date with Destiny, which is the one where she dates uh, Nelson. With Density. Density. Destiny. I always, I always think, because it, it's a pun, it's, it's a play on the Date with Destiny thing, but I always misread it. Is it Density? It. It's Lisa's Date with no. Density. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Destiny. Yeah. I, this is one of those things that I always thought it was until maybe like, the, not this time around watching it, but the last time around watching it, I was like, oh, That's... this name of this episode is a joke. It's Lisa's Date with Density. Density. Oh my God. It's really funny as well. Blow your mind. Yeah, you did. I didn't even know that. And like, how many million times have I actually looked at the title as well? It's so funny. I, th- I love this episode. It's, it's a, that's that's actually after the ones I said. It's the next one down, but um, I think it's well under it. Yeah, it's a really for me, it's like the most forgotten episode of this season. It's really good. And it, it's funny as well because um, I know that you and I aren't really that keen on sort of like later episodes, but there's a couple of sort of flash forward episodes um in later seasons and it sort of mentioned that lisa and nelson have like this thing going on and oh it's so funny and like there's always like jokes about her and millhouse and there are also other jokes about her and nelson as well mm. how do you Interesting. how do you feel about like the match I like it for this episode as like a fling where she's like, I, I want to have a fling with the bad boy. I don't know how, how how I feel about them revisiting it. Yeah, no, I feel exactly the same. It's a bit weird, but I love this episode. It's always one that I always rewatch if I go to season eight, always. Mm-hmm. I like um, I like Bart's reaction to uh, Millhouse likes Vaseline on toast. And he's like, hmm, <laughs> like he's going to go and try it. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Oh, please. Milhouse likes Vaseline on toast. Hmm. I find that when she, when Nelson goes over to the Simpsons' house and he doesn't really know how to act and she's like, be the baby, kitty, <laughs> is really realistic. It's a really realistic, awkward situation scenario I feel like I've been in on both sides of. Yeah, where you're like awkward. Trying to like show, or just awkward, yeah, between someone who you don't really know how to act around. You gotta see this. It's so cute when she does. Be the baby, kitty. Go on. Be the baby. <laughs> Come on. No, I don't understand. She loves to climb in here. I believe you. I don't care. It's funny as well. Like, I like the bit where it's like someone likes you and he turns around and Milhouse oh, is it's like... so good. Somebody likes you. It's a really there's so many good good moments in this episode. I feel like this is this is quite um an episode where I really like Millhouse as well because it's like yeah. where she's talking to him and she's like I see you as like a big sister and he's like why do people <laughs> keep saying that? Uh, well, that the closing shot of him just like jumping in the air with his dog oh, on the lead is really Gugu, good. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah so uh, he's a whole new person, Lisa. <laughs> Oh, oh, I know. 
<laughs> I love this episode. Well, most women will tell you that you're a fool to think you can change a man, but those women are quitters. What? When I first met your father, he was loud, crude, and piggish. But I worked hard on him, and now he's a whole new person. Mom? He's a whole new person, Lisa. Oh, I know. And, like, another one that I wanted to mention was... Um, it's kind of... Oh, before we move on, can I just yeah. say one more line from this episode? <laughs> I just read and it made me laugh. Um, or two, actually. I don't know. Gotta nuke something. <laughs> and... Um, Right now, Superintendent Chalmers is at home crying like a little girl. <laughs> uh, I love Chalmers as well. Like the whole Skinner Chalmers oh, thing is hilarious. So good, yeah. so good. I actually think sometimes he's actually funnier than Skinner. Yeah, like he's the perfect foil to Skinner who's just like, he's just constantly pulls Skinner up on his like weird behavior. And he's the other half of Steam Tams. Yeah, exactly. Superintendent Chalmers. I really like it, and like I, I feel like it was probably recorded from like Sky One when I was a kid, and I used to watch it quite a lot when I was a kid, because it wasn't on any of the VHS tapes that I bought, but I think it was one that I recorded. Um, the Canine Mutiny. Oh, I love um the way this ends yeah oh my god so that was the reason the ending is why i wanted to mention this episode where he's singing jamming yeah (laughs) i loved it i downloaded i recorded that onto my computer that's hilarious jamming so i could listen to wiggum singing jamming (laughs) on my like our first household computer (laughs) like lime wire and you get like a million viruses from it Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I loved it. It was the first. It was the first time I ever heard Bob Marley was Wiggum singing. No German. way. Because <laughs> my parents were not like Marley Marley heads. So that's so funny. <laughs> also, from that episode, Homer's like, "Wow, it has my corporate logo on it as well, and it's just high." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Canine Mutiny is a really good one. What do you think of the episode Burns Baby Burns? Um, I'm not a huge fan, really. To be honest. It's a weird one for me because it has... I don't think it's amazing, but it has so many good lines. Yeah, I mean, I like... I love the whole thing at the side of me. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, one of my favourite lines of the episode is, um, if it's brown, drink it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Or something like that. Like, or... Oh, God, I can't remember. You're in cider town. You're in, you're in, you're uh, you're in cider town, fellow. I was brain is like, well, you can stay, but I'm leaving. <laughs> Well, if God didn't make little green apples, it's Homer Simpson. <laughs> How long have you been here? Twenty of the suckiest minutes of my life. Oh, sucking down the cider, huh? Hey, word to the wise. Season pass. Pays for itself after the 16th visit. You know, most people don't know the difference between apple cider and apple juice, but I do. Now, here's a little trick to help you remember. If it's clear and yellow, you've got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. Now, there's two exceptions, and it gets kind of oh. You can stay, but I'm leaving. Yellow if they're using late season apples. And of course, in Canada, the whole thing's flip flop. Oh my! I better get you some cider. That's got a pink dot. There's there's three pink dots in one episode, and that's all from Burns Baby Burns, which is not an episode I love. So it's really weird. You got that. You got the we expressed our love physically, which was the style at the time, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. And uh, whoa, put her back in. She ain't done yet. <laughs> That's so funny. 
But yeah, it's an episode that I don't... It's like middling, but it has amazing lines. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, I know that there are certain things that I quote from that episode, but it's not really... Mm -hmm. Storyline-wise, it's not really one that I... I'm a huge fan of really. No. It's it's fine. I like, I will watch it, but I'm just a bit like, oh, yeah, not really. I'll just have a quick scan and see if I had any other pink dot moments in in this season. Okay. My famous pink dot. I think we've covered them. Yeah. All. Um. Oh, uh, one from brother from another series is just the uh, oh cousin Merle really, <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe my favourite sideshow Bob yeah. one reading. Oh, cousin Merle. <laughs> Um, I love Bart. The whole of Bart's factory side story from Homer's Enemy. I yeah, love. do you like that episode? Because people either love it or hate it. It's in the middle for me. Yeah, same. It's weird. I do really like it. Like all of most of season eight, I really love. Yeah. Like, so even being in the middle is like I really like it. But I I get it. Like it's it's calling out how bizarre and unbelievable Homer's life is. Yeah. Uh, but I like other episodes more. But yeah. I, li- I like the concept of it a lot, and I do think it's really well done. Yeah, and I'm, I love Bart's Factory. I'm exactly the same. Um, there's a couple of episodes that I really don't care for. Um, Mountain of Madness, but it's got stupid. <laughs> it's near the bottom for me. It's got stupid, sexy Flanders, but that's the only thing that I like about. No, it. that's not in Mountain of Madness. Is it not? No, that's. I get it confused. Matt, the super uh, sexy Flanders. It's when is- they go skiing. It's when they go skiing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get this. I get it confused as well. This is the other one where they're in a mountain, and it's not the one where Homer climbs the mountain, which is the other mountain. One. Yeah, <laughs> the three mountain and episodes. The, the three, the three um, episodes are quite close in seasons as well, so they're easy mm. confused because they're quite similar. Um, I don't yeah. like uh, Homer in the Eighth Commandment either. No, sorry, Amendment, not Commandment. The Eighteenth Amendment. Yeah, 18th. I actually really do like that oh, episode. Oh, do you? The beer I don't know why. It's so bizarre. I think it's just wacky enough that I'm just like, I like this wackiness. Yeah, with the beer baron. I like when he kicks Wiggum out of the chair. Is it Rex Banner? <laughs> Rex Banner, yeah. Yeah, Rex and Banner. He, he turns Wiggum's chair around and boots him out of it. And it also has another Wiggum meme, which is the, uh, well, one that I've seen me going around recently, which is the better turn on the old Wiggum charm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's him scrolling across the bar all drunk. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any other ones that I really want to mention. Um, the only other one I've got, which is just the way the, the line reading is, and it's Burns. Uh, some phony baloney church or synagogue <laughs> <laughs> or synagogue they'll keep it short and sweet family religion friendship these are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business when opportunity knocks you don't want to be driving to the maternity hospital or sitting in some phony baloney church or synagogue recycling I like that one it's ketchup Ketchup. Yeah, there's that episode's really good for Burns Burns readings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where are the Burnsos? There's quite a lot of Burns episodes in this series, this season. Mm. Mm. So wow, it, it's a really jam packed season. That's um, crazy. And we, I feel like I feel like we got to wrap up because we're getting on to two hours now. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on. Like I really could easily go on. Yeah, I love this season. I mean, but as I said, I feel like it. Is a bit of a turning point in comparison. We're getting very close to a tipping point, and I do feel like I started watching season nine, and season nine feels different. Yeah, I mean, me. um, from the start of season nine, it instantly feels different. In comparison to season seven, there are more episodes that I don't like. 
Mm-hmm. Where Satan's. But the highs are just as high. Like the yeah. good ones are just as good. There's just yeah. a spattering that I don't like, whereas seven was almost perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like seven, mm. there's less episodes that I don't like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one, there's a more like middle meh tier. And then it's kind of going into ones that I just don't care for. And then, mm. yeah. But yeah, I'll be interesting to see what we think of season nine. Yeah. Because when I say I've started watching it, I literally watched the first episode of it after work today. Yeah. So I've only just really started it. I think I've only watched a couple. Mm. So I'm not really that far ahead of you, to be honest. I'm about to rewatch Principal and the Pauper. Oh, uh, I can't wait to talk about so, that. Which I can't. Yeah, I think I think it'll be an interesting one to talk about. Yeah, I'm in. Tr- yeah, um, definitely. I haven't written but, my list yet, so I might I might write that later. So, listeners, what do you think of what we said about the episodes in this season? Do you love Homer's Enemy and can't believe it wasn't on number one? Uh, let us know. You can contact us at the email. It's fourandonemorepod at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website and contact us through there, which is fourandonemore.com. Or talk to us directly on Twitter. I'm on there as at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Emma? You're on there too? Yeah, I'm on there as at Emma Rowena, which is at E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. We also have a Facebook page, but I don't really post anything on it. If you want to follow it, you can. Uh, But we do have an Instagram page, which Emma posts things pretty regularly on. Tell us about that, Emma. Yep. So if you just go onto Instagram and look for four and one more, it should come straight up. And to be honest, I just post memes and when we're re-watching, if I find a line particularly funny and it really makes me laugh, then I post that. Or if it's like Easter or Christmas or anything like that, I post sort of related Simpsons content. But it's it's fun and it's just how I'm feeling at the moment. And I'll just post memes and things that make me laugh. What more could you want? I enjoy following it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm a part of it. So. Yay. <laughs> And uh, if you do enjoy this podcast and want to hear other things I work on, you can go to my personal website, which is bobshoy.com, B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, my name. Uh, You can see the other shows I work on there if you're interested. And you can also uh, support my time editing and researching for this, as well as those shows at patreon.com slash bobshoy. Um, and that's it. Yeah, we'll be talking about season nine in two episodes time. But first, uh, the next time we're going to be talking about our Simpsons dislikes. It's going to be our negative episode. Yeah, I don't know how negative I want to be with it though. Like I try and I, I kind of still want to do like a bit of a positive, positive outlook. Yeah. Don't want to go into too many rants, but I guess it depends on how I feel on the day. Like if I've had a bit. I, of a- I feel like this show is a generally positive show. Yeah. I so I feel like we've either got to try and keep it positive, talking about a negative subject, or just say. You know, this is the episode where we go bad. Yeah, if you don't want to hear us be mean, tune out. To be fair, I think we were a little bit more negative than we normally are on the homeless jobs because I feel like (laughs) we're both at the turning point (laughs) in our lives. But um, yeah, I thought that caught me on a really funny day. Yeah, same. (laughs) uh, I think. I've edited it now. It's ready to go up. But um, I think that just caught us at a time where it's... I don't say it's negative. It's more uh, introspective. Yeah, definitely. But um, I'm hoping to still be upbeat and positive i might have another glass of wine on that episode to keep the energy yeah i think i might have to have a little drinky poo on that one as well keep the energy levels up <laughs> i've got quite a long list actually do you know what i'm surprisingly really, long list i'm really struggling i'm not gonna lie to you i just don't know what because it's such a 
broad topic i don't know what angle to go in at so i might have I've to got get some 12 things on my list so i might have so to far. yeah i might have to sort of see what angle you're going in for a bit of inspo and then get the creative juices flowing yeah i've sort of been very broad with it i've i've just talked about things in the sh- not specifics although there are a couple of specifics on there yeah but it's more just sort of like this uh, it's hard to explain what direction I'm going in. Well, it'll be interesting yeah. to, to see what happens anyway. I'm I'm quite interested, but I definitely feel like I'm going to have a drink on that episode. So, for example, one that doesn't, hasn't, I don't think it's going to make my all-time four, but it's something I don't like is, you know how much we love Horny March? Yeah. I don't like Horny Homer. Oh, yeah. I get that. So it's that, that I've gone for that sort of thing, like this type of thing I don't like. Yeah. So yeah, Horny Homer, I don't like it. I hate the spring break one where he's like, guess how many boobs I saw. I don't want to hear Homer talking about boobs. No. The only Horny Homer I do like is when he's Mr. Plow. It's like, that name again is Oh, yeah. That's the only time. But then he's being Horny Homer for Horny March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's her influence. Yeah. That's her big horny. She asked him to leave the jacket on. Yeah, I love it. Right, but until then, yeah, so um, I guess we'll hear the things we don't like on that one. Maybe I gave a little insight into it with Horny Homer. That's (laughs) next time. Uh, So until then, part of my galoshes. I really think you should use jamming as the outro music. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey, what's up there? Hey, Shut up, I love this song. Oh, yeah. Shut up, Lou. I wanna jam it with you. I'm jamming. Jamming. And I hope you like jamming too. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.